Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome into the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap pod for this week's RBC Heritage. Mark Immelman joins me. Happy Friday, Mark. Good to have you. Yeah, happy Good Friday to uh, you and to all of the viewers, listeners. It's been a great day, I'll be honest with you, for many reasons. But being back out here at uh, at Harbour Town, Hilton Head, it, it was beautiful. Look, it was difficult, but the golf course is firming up. It's a wonderful place. It's a cool tournament. Um, so, yeah, it's been good all around for, for yours truly. I'm just excited that you got a chance to meet the infamous uh, Sir William Innes. How about that? Yeah, um, he was taking pictures with folks, and I just had to grab him. And uh, so he goes, oh, you want a picture with Willie Innes? And I was like, you're going to stop with a fake accident? And he goes, this is not fake. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, lots of fun. He was having a ball out there. The vibe at this tournament is just it's re- it's really low country cool if if that makes sense i mean lots of folks out there today the crowd following jt and jordan and shane larry was massive so it was good to see because the last time i was here was 2020 which was the second event remember when we came back from lockdown there was no one out it was just golfers and us there were no stands out and to catch the different vibe now it, it sort of feels it, it feels real you know yeah, that's cool. It's uh, nice to see a live mascot. That's a college football thing. That's like when they have Ugga out there at the football games. <laughs> Ugga's a beauty, isn't it, down the way? Uh, apparently, I found out, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, that Willie Innes is the only tournament mascot on the PGA Tour, so, so he's one of a kind. Uh, I I can't think of another. I'm sure someone will let us know if that is incorrect. So do your research, people. Uh, but Mark, much more difficult conditions here on Friday than we had on Thursday. The golf course played about a shot and a half over par and even a little bit more difficult for the guys in the afternoon wave. This was a windy one and a true test. It really was. Uh, look, it's a pretty good test without the wind because you've got to be so precise with where you place tee shots, uh, where you put approach shots on these greens and such, and just any amount of wind sort of gets exacerbated on like 15 of the holes because – actually, no, I lie, probably 13 of them because uh, I would say five of the holes are exposed. You think of 18, 17, 16, then through the front side, you've got five and six where the wind sort of whistles through the corner there. Um, so even on a, a light breezy day, you've got to have your wits about you to pull the right club because just a change in gust is going to trip you up. But today it was just blowing hard, man. And there was sand blowing out of bunkers. There were uh, there was pine stamen blowing out of trees. There were magnolia leaves everywhere. It was just a really, really difficult day. And uh, it was a tough slog out there. And I tell you what, if you were shooting under 70, you were doing some work. Yeah, I lost track of count 
of how many times a huge gust of wind would blow, blow leaves all over these guys and they had to back off the ball and all that good stuff. So a couple extra elements out there. You mentioned anything under par being very, very good, Mark. Well, how about the 67 shot by one Patrick Cantlay that was highlighted by four consecutive birdies to end his round? A little bit of a, a slow patch from Cantlay the last couple of weeks, but he seems to be going full throttle here again through two rounds. Okay, I'm going to admit this. I was the guy on CBS Sports HQ two days ago, I think it was, who faded Cantlay because of what I thought I saw at Augusta National, which was a guy sort of fighting the left ball a bit with the driver. The putting stroke looked a little out of sequence, really. I mean, it was really long to short. The putts weren't starting on line. And I was unsure because of the form showing. But look at the guy now. I mean, he can't miss. Hit the ball so flush, put the ball exactly where he needed to, and ends up shooting what arguably, or certainly in my opinion, is the round of Friday. Well, I was on that segment with you on uh, HQ Market. If it makes you feel any better, my fade, Jordan Spieth, is also in the top 10, maybe on the verge of tying Cantlay for low round of the day. So we we had ourselves a nice little time there. So he is the <laughs> Say, just go with the opposite, please. That's exactly right. Um, how about so? So Patrick Cantlay nine under par, thanks to 66 67 going into the weekend. That's two shots clear of Robert Streb. And Mark, I feel like we get a Streb sighting once every year, once every 18 months. Both his victories came at what is now the RSM Classic. So he's kind of at least in the general proximity to where he's had success on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, the thing, the Sea Pines Resort down here, the same Sea Pines Resort down in uh, St. Simons Island, just down the way, some in Georgia. It's the same development company. It's the same sort of feel. Now, the seaside course down in Sea Island is not a Pete Dye design, but it has similar a similar feel to it. You're up the coastline, some this uh, low country golf course. You've got the live oaks. You've got the longleaf pines. You've got the Spanish moss. You've got a golf course that sort of fits into the rain uh, terrain between uh, the Golden Isles and all of these marshlands very, very well. So as far as fields go, it's very much the same as the RSM Classic. The one thing they both have in common, another thing I should say, is that winds are prevalent. You're going to have to flat the ball down. And Streb is kind of like Daniel Berger in a way, where the golf ball's always flattened. And if he's unsure, he'll flatten off the trajectory and he's just a gritty sort. And and in these sorts of conditions, you're going to get the odd gust. You're going to get the odd situation where it didn't work out as planned. And the one thing about Streb, he's always very even keel. You'll never see him have a moment where he's mercurial and just loses his mind. So I, I, I certainly see a trend in the style of golf courses that uh, Robert Streb plays well. Three top 10 finishes this season, looking to add a fourth to his resume. And Mark, they are piling up behind Robert Streb. We're going to talk about the guys who are within striking distance and take a look at the odds board. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. How about this, Mark? From third place to the cut line, six shots. That's all it is. They are absolutely stacked. I can't remember basically the entire field that's going to make the weekend being within basically six shots. Well, look, it, it gives a real advantage, to, in my opinion, to the guys who go early tomorrow morning because um, Thursday, look, I wasn't here. I was traveling up here Thursday, and I listened to the, the broadcast 
on the radio, a, P, a Sirius XM PGA Tour radio. But when I spoke to people when I arrived here and I did the course reconnaissance, they were like yesterday morning the golf course was a bit more receptive. There was lighter breezes, and so you could sort of take advantage some. The afternoon had freshened. I woke up this morning in the house over here, and we're right outside. The, the, the sea is just down the way. It was blowing from when I opened my eyes to basically when I left the golf course just a few minutes ago. So uh, if there's a lull in the weather, which is normally like you have it around here, it's sort of quiet in the morning and picks up in the afternoon. The morning, guys, the guys are like one under, two under even. You go out there and you shoot something in the mid-60s and you post – there's every chance you might be in one of the f uh, last few groups come Sunday afternoon. And that's all you're aiming for. So tomorrow is going to be a fascinating day. There's no doubt. It's like 11 guys at either five under or six under. A couple of notables there, Cameron Tringale, Joel Damon, Jordan Spieth, and Mark Matt Kuchar, who sits at five under par, someone you were quite high on this week. Yeah, well, I like, the, the, I like Kuchar's game. He's won around here too. And uh, just was I was alerted to the fact now that there is some rain coming in later tomorrow afternoon. Now, when I left the golf course, the forecast was for like 30, 40 percent for storms. And when the storms come in, yeah, they're pretty much in and out. And then the weather gets suspended. So so that can certainly have an influence on on, on what goes on in the afternoon, too. But right now I'm sort of banking with the way the place feels because the humidity is very low. And typically when you have storms around, it's because of high humidity. So uh, yeah, I would think Kuchar, if it stays the way it is, the firmer golf course, the golf course that doesn't need you to hit the ball very long, the golf course that needs you to, to plot your way around there and make smart decisions and kind of take the rough and the smooth, that's sort of right up his alley. And when he won here, um, the wind was humping it on the final day. So uh, so I'm sure he'll be quite content. In fact, I believe all the, the chasers would be happy with some windy conditions tomorrow afternoon. Well, if you like one of those chasers, now is the time to get your wager in because our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook, basically everybody besides Patrick Gatley and Joaquin Neiman is 20 to 1 or longer. So still some good odds available on the board. It's Neiman who sits at 14 to 1. Mark, he went out early on Friday, got his round in, but it's Patrick Cantlay who Caesars is zoning in on here. He is plus one. 51 and a half to one. That's a significant gap between him and the rest of the field. Yeah. Well, look, the way he's playing right now, it makes a whole lot of sense. And let's not forget, he's the uh, reigning PGA Tour Player of the Year and the reigning FedEx Cup champ. But just to Neiman, uh, I had a brief chat with Waco at scoring um, earlier today. And uh, I'm like, how are you doing? And he's smiley. He goes, no, good. And he shot one over par, uh, 72. And then Gary Matthews, his caddy, said, so what's the plan? And he goes, pack him up. We're done. And uh, when you get a guy who plays in the morning and is not going to practice in the afternoon, that sort of tells you that this guy knows where the game is, knows where the ball striking is, so he feels pretty confident. So, look, it's still a lot of golf left, and anything can happen. The kind of golf course here where you can see multiple shot swings very quickly. But Cantlay, you know, he's he's got all of the tools. With this we know. And uh, he just seems so comfortable right now. Compared to the guy that I saw last week, whatever happened on the drive up, uh, from Augusta National to uh, to Harbour Town, Hilton Head Island. Is, uh, I won some of that because it's been miraculous. Yeah, really good stuff. As I mentioned, Patrick Cantlay, too clear of Robert Streb, and then everybody else at six and five under par. Plenty of guys who are going to be in the mix over the final two days. Mark, what's your, uh, what's your post for tomorrow? Where can we find you? 
Well, I'm going to have the final group. Um, Dotty Pepper is moving into a tower tomorrow, so I'll have Cantlay and whoever's alongside, which I'm looking forward to. Um, fun tomorrow, they're going to have Colt Nost and Amanda Ballyhonis manning 17, the par three, like they did at 16 um, over at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So it's not like you're going to see the hysteria at 17, yeah, like you did in Phoenix earlier this year, but that'll be fun too. So yeah, I'll be out with the final group and uh, looking forward to watch Pat, watching Pat, uh, Patrick Cantlay play. Incidentally, inside track here, um, I had him in the final group. I had him uh, at Phoenix, and his caddy, Matt Minister, and I had a little wager for dinner. And uh, I owe Matt, the Reverend, dinner. So I'm going to try and get that back tomorrow afternoon somehow. <laughs> All right, keep it posted. I I love that. All right. We're looking forward to it as well. We'll be back after rounds three and four to break it all down. But for now, let me give a big thanks to producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman, you can find at Mark underscore Immelman, and you can find me on Twitter at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.